Gator Tales podcast with Sean Kelly is presented by UF Health. UF Health has locations throughout Florida, including Gainesville, Jacksonville, St. Augustine, Leesburg, and the Villages. And we're growing. Compassionate care and world-class outcomes. That's our game plan. Visit ufhealth.org to learn more. Our podcast is also brought to you by Pet Paradise. Hey, Gator fans, for pet fanatics like you, there's only one place who goes all out for your pet the way you do. Boarding, grooming, day camp, and veterinary services, all in one convenient location. Pet Paradise and New Day Veterinary Care. Finally, complete pet health care is here for Gator Nation. Hi again, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly, the voice of the Gators. I'm really glad you're here. And thanks, as always, for being a part of our Gator Tales with Sean Kelly podcast family. Just back from Baton Rouge, Louisiana this week, the Gators took a tough one against LSU over the weekend and now have two games left in the regular season. Kind of a bittersweet trip to Baton Rouge for me. Of course, as many of you know, I lived in Louisiana for 20 years prior to moving to Gainesville. My grown children still live in Louisiana. So many of my friends also reside in the Bayou State. So it was great to see them this past weekend, see my daughter and her husband's new house in Lafayette, and of course, visit with my son and his girlfriend who live just outside of Baton Rouge. We had dinner, I ate food that I don't normally eat anymore, and we tailgated too. But then again, there was the football game. So kind of a bittersweet visit, but all in all, a good trip. And so now getting set for a road game in Columbia, Missouri, where I worked earlier in my career. And it's kind of gonna be an interesting visit there too. I haven't been to Columbia in the last 20 years. So I'll go with the Gators this weekend back to Columbia, Missouri, and hopefully the Gators will get that sixth win of the season. Meanwhile, basketball season churns along, and I'll have basketball this week too. The overlap, we talked about that last week in the podcast, is a kind of an interesting time of the year for me. It's fun, sure, but busy, busy as well. We make that transition as the turn toward the winter seasons, the holidays are coming up, and maybe that's a little bit how you describe the flavor of our podcast this week. We kind of turn toward the winter season a little bit, even with some football still remaining. Like a lot of teams around college sports right now, the UF men's basketball team has undergone a massive roster transformation. This week, I want to introduce you to one of those new players. He's a transfer from Seton Hall University and a native of Canada. Big man, Tyree Samuel is one of our featured guests this week fascinating interview and I'm glad I've gotten to know Tyrese a little bit more as we're just now embarking on the new season. And what could be more winter than ice hockey? Did you know the Gators have an ice hockey team? It's a club team but certainly worthy of conversation as the ice Gators if you will are smack dab in the middle of their season. Connor Nicholson, a graduate student, is their captain and we'll visit with him about this club sport and what it means to him and his teammates representing Gator Nation. And of course, Kenna McGinnis with another edition of Kenna on Campus. That's our lineup for today's podcast. So without further ado, let's get ourselves acquainted with Tyree Samuel of the Gators men's basketball team. Tyree Samuel is a six foot 10, right Tyree? Six nine. Six nine. Power forward for the Florida Gators, who calls Montreal, Quebec home. Yes. Am I correct on all the things at the top here? Yes, sir. 
Yes, but yet you played your prep ball in Maryland. How's this work? Uh, there was a guy where I was from named Sheree Thomas. He actually played for Kentucky wow, like a long time ago. He went to that high school, so he kind of like connected me with his old coach that was still there, and that's how I got there. The Canadian at birth and Canadian for life, right? Uh, Canadian at birth, Canadian for life. Yes. I've never been to Montreal. Tell me about that city. Montreal is a beautiful city. A lot of people like to go there. Tourist city. Uh, good food, good people. Um, French. Um, what else could you do out there? I, we got Montreal Canadiens, big hockey city. Uh, basketball is growing there each and every year, which is a great thing to see. Uh, you, you know, just kind of small. Everyone knows everyone. Been around Montreal my whole life. Got a few family members in Toronto and things, but Montreal is my home. Parlez-vous français? Ouais, emperor. <laughs> I'm putting my uh, end here. It was a high school hobby for me, but I could never have a full conversation <laughs> with you in that sense. Do you miss home? Oh, most definitely. I always miss home. I, home is everything I, I know. You know, I left when I was only like seven, 16. So, like, growing up there, my first couple of years coming to America, being by myself was probably, like, the hardest time. But, you know, home, uh, it's like my comfort zone, you know, like, it's somewhere I like to be. I know everything about where I'm from. All my friends and family are there. Obviously, I have friends here, but, you know, these are people that I grew up with my whole life. So, but, yeah, I miss home. But, you know, I have a job to do, and I have dreams to accomplish. So, that's why I'm here. You're fairly new to Gainesville still as a graduate transfer. Have you settled in? Have you made some friends here? Yeah, most definitely. I love Gainesville. Uh, I like practicing here. I love the warm weather. The people are nice. I just love the culture. Florida just has this culture that, like, it's kind of like undescribable. You just kind of kind of have to come here to see it. You know, everyone on campus wearing Florida gear. Everyone's very prideful about being a Gator. So it's something different. It's something that you just kind of kind of have to experience to know. You transferred from Seton Hall. So you're telling me you didn't have that Southeastern Conference feel at Seton Hall University? Nah, well, it's definitely not. Our, my first off, Seton Hall doesn't have football. So kind of when it starts to get cold, it's basketball season. Basketball was the main sport at my school, so basketball was like a really big thing, which is good, you know, because I'm a basketball player and all, but getting to experience football and just kind of like this SEC, like, like lifestyle, it's very high competitive in every sport, you know, very invested into sports here, and it's, and it's, it's great to see because, you know, I'm an athlete, and that's what I feel like we work hard, and I feel like athletes deserve things like this, so yeah, I kind of the SEC is just something different. It really is a different uh, field compared to all the other conferences. I would assume. And those here would say the same thing about Seton Hall, Tyrese. The, you know, Seton Hall has a strong, long basketball tradition. What what is from Seton Hall inside of you now? Um, experience. Been there for five years. Oh, four years actually. Uh, I got to see. Uh, I got to play with a lot of great basketball players: Miles Powell, uh, Sandro, Sandro, Kelly, really, Jerry Roden. Jameer Harris, Alexis, and I got to play with some great players, so I got to learn a lot. Uh, also, kind of like that Big East toughness, you know, that physicality, uh, playing through physicality, and just, you know, just understanding basketball to like a different standpoint. Uh, I feel like I have a little bit of bit of European, Canadian in my game with a little bit of a American feel, so I kind of have a good combination, which allows me to kind of flourish in Especially now, especially because I'm older in college, I feel like the game moves a lot slower for me now. And, uh, and yeah.
Well, you mentioned European, but you play more physical than most guys who play overseas. Would you agree with that? Yeah, now now I do because I now I have the size for it and everything, and I learned to embrace it more. But when I was a little younger, maybe not. I was a, little, a lot more skinnier and things like that. So I play a little bit more finesse than anything. Why'd you choose Florida? The coaching staff. Yeah, just like Riley said, it's a place to be. You know, the coaching staff, uh, you know, it felt like home here. I, I came here on my visit, and I was supposed to take a visit to Wake Forest, but something in my mind was telling me, like, this is where I need to be. Like, before my visit even ended, like, that night, I told my my kind of, like, my agent and my sister, I was like, I think I want to be here. And I, it was just, it felt right. You know, I, and the fact that I was able to go through college four years, so I kind of understand the college feel, I think that, I knew where I wanted to be and I knew what I wanted and I could see how invested they were. The whole staff was invested all the way from Coach Golden all the way down to the managers. So you could just you could see the how invested they are. And I was like, this is somewhere I want to be for my last year to accomplish my goals. School is a part of this. What was your undergrad in at Seton Hall and what are you what are you studying here as a graduate student? So my undergraduate was in uh, social behavioral sciences in uh, Seton Hall and now I'm mastering in uh, sports management. Wow. <laughs> That's a tough way, way to go. Yeah. Do you find it fascinating? Is that why you're still doing it? Yeah, I think when I was when I was an undergraduate, I wanted to do sports management, but I was kind of like not really sure. But now I know that I think I want to end up doing something with sports after all basketball is done and things like that. Behavioral science was cool. I learned a lot in it, but I think sports is for sure up my alley because that's kind of something I'll, that's all I know for real because that's all I've been playing my whole life. Yeah. Behavioral sciences, I, I'm assuming that is the art of learning – about people. people okay. Yeah, yeah, people. Too broad? Yeah, just kind of too broad. Like, uh, no, I'm, yeah, am I being too broad? About oh, no, no. That was kind of spot on. You kind of, there's different like things like anthropology and like uh, cultural and all things like that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty broad subject. So it's just kind of like kind of everywhere. I would have classes with a bunch of different things. Like, so I, I didn't really understand like what I really wanted to do in that. So that's why I made sure I wanted to do sports management. And I wanted to get a master's. So why not have a second degree? You know, two's better than one. That'll make mom happy. Mom played basketball, didn't she? Yeah, she played basketball out there in Canada uh, at, uh, at uh, these colleges back there. Back then, uh, she was really good. That people say, people say to me, like, this guy named Trevor Williams, he's a Canadian kind of legend in Canada. Uh, he said my mom was really good. And my uncles used to play to play in universities out there in Canada. So, yeah, I have a, a little basketball background. You know, basketball is very pride in my family, very proud in my family. So, and that's why I play basketball now. And then I also end up being 6'9", or 6'10", or whatever you want to call it. So it all ended up working out. I was going to say, this is a convenient uh, stroke of nature for you, yeah, Tyrese. Yeah, yeah. Does mom coach you up a little bit? Yeah, she's always, like, she's going to come to these games. You might hear her. She's just yelling, rebound. That's all she care about with me, just rebound, 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 rebound. That's one thing that she doesn't play with. Like, even if she's going to yell at everyone, she don't mean it from a bad place. She gonna, everyone needs to rebound. That's her favorite thing to say is just to rebound. So that's the main thing. Scoring and stuff is okay. And she, she used to tell me, she tells me now, like, Tyrese, you never used to miss free throws. I don't know what happened. I said, I actually, I don't know either. But I'm trying to work on it and get back to where I used to be at. You need to break the stigma of big men can't shoot free throws. Yeah, I know, because right now I'm making all big men look bad. But don't worry, I'm going to make sure I fix that. I'm a little older than you. I'm here to tell you that other big men have ruined it before you. So it's not on you. Tyrese, <laughs> uh, I'm, gonna make, I'm gonna make sure it gets better. Don't worry. I'm, we're gonna the stigma's there, but we're gonna try to break it so they're gonna trust big men to shoot big shots. I promise. Two questions, and I'm gonna let you get re back to get ready for uh, another basketball game at home. Uh, 
Describe for me a typical day for you now. Right now, uh, well, when I have class, I wake up, probably have a lift, go to class, three-hour classes, uh, sit through those, you know, go get something to eat quick, uh, get ready for practice, watch film, you know, work out before practice, practice, and then I'll probably go home, um, you know, go home, talk to my people, you know, play some video games. I started reading books. I'm trying to get back into get into reading books, so starting to read a book. Um, what are you reading? Which book you got right now? The Relent- Relentless by Tim Grover. Tim, Tim Grover, uh, Michael Jordan, and Kobe Bryant's old uh, trainer. Uh, I'm only about 45 pages in because I just got it, but you know it's actually good so far. So hopefully, if we have another interview, I could tell you I might be done. It's a perfect lead into my last question for you. We're talking here at the start of this new season, your new adventure here at Florida. Tyrese, when we sit down with the microphone again near the end of the season, what will be different about the conversation? What will I have seen or have you experienced that you think we'll be talking about at that point? Um, for sure, winning. We'll, winning. The winning column is going to be a lot bigger, that's for sure. Uh, we're we're going to be talking about going into March Madness. Uh, maybe we might be a couple games in March Madness. Uh, hopefully, NBA draft talks. That's one of my main goals as well for myself personally. Um, also, trying to make an SEC team. I'm trying to, me personally, I'm trying to make my goal to be a All SEC defensive player. Uh, that's one of my main goals, you know, because I feel like defense helps win, win championships. So, and I feel like I'm able to guard multiple positions on the floor. So I think that if I could get that defensive aspect, I feel like I could, I could help our team a lot. So defensive, March Madness, winning column is going to be well above 20, 20 plus wins. And, uh, yeah, just kind of like a big year for not only myself, but just kind of like the whole team in general. And uh, we're going to put Florida back on the map and like where it needs to be back like in 06, 07 and a little years after that as well. I want all of it. Everything you just said. I think you're my new favorite power forward from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Is that okay? That that is fine. That's fine. And I and I I hope there's no one else that well actually no, we got the seven seven kid that's coming through. But he's a center, but that's all right. I'm power forward. So I I got you. Yeah, that's all right. (laughs) Tyree Samuel, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hey everybody, it's Kenna McGinnis. Let's do Kenna on campus. Thanksgiving is next week. The semester is truly winding down fast. I thought it was a good time to ask what our student body's favorite classes have been. While walking through the Rights Union, I asked fellow Gators what their favorite course has been and why. Hi, I'm Mallory. I'm a second year health education and behavioral sciences major with a minor in educational technology sciences. And my favorite class is Fundamentals of Human Nutrition with Dr. Stacy Mobley. He's probably one of the best teachers I've had because he acknowledges that a lot of our grade does reflect on what he teaches us. And I've never had a teacher say to our face that 60% of our grade is on him and only 40% is on us. And also he's a veteran and he tells the funniest stories and he's just a hilarious person. The content is a little difficult, but like he makes it worth it. And it's at 9.30 and I've never missed a class and I enjoy sleeping in. So that's makes it easier to go. Yeah, that says a lot that you actually make it to that 9.30 class. Can you share with us any of your favorite stories that he's been able to tell the class? So he obviously teaches nutrition and he told us a story about how one day he was teaching about like 
fats and carbs and how you shouldn't eat like excessive amounts. And then that night he went to Olive Garden to pick up dinner and the pers- he ordered extra breadsticks and the student who came out and gave him his food was like one of his students in class that day and was like, oh my goodness, like you're eating all this carbs. And he like was like, please don't tell anyone. <laughs> all right, that's awesome. Uh, that class sounds like so much fun. Shout out to your professor Mobley. Thanks so much for your time today and go Gators. Go Gators. My name's Will. I'm a junior here at UF, and my major is construction management. As the semester's winding down, I'm trying to look back on the things you've enjoyed here. So what professor do you want to shout out, and what class did you like the most? Oh, I definitely want to shout out Dr. Reese. Um, He's the construction drawing professor, and I will say, at first, it was a little sketchy going in. It seemed like he was going to be a hard professor, but as the semester went on, it honestly became one of my favorite classes, just because uh, as a construction management major, I just really thought that that was a super fundamental and like important class to take for my major and it just teaches you all the like ins and outs of of construction really and just how to read drawings and stuff and uh, there's a huge project in that class where you do uh, basically just draw all the drawings for an entire house and like I will say like that project even though it was like super time consuming and like very tedious I enjoyed it a lot because I actually got to get really creative with my house and like add all the fun stuff that I would want in my own so very cool I mean what does this dream house look like that you made in your project oh I got you it's a three bedroom three bath uh, and it is has a huge backyard um, brick all around the side it had wind like multiple windows in every room uh, kitchen living room area in in the middle um if i had maybe 30 more hours to spare i would have added a second story or maybe even a pool but honestly it was i I ran out of time at the end it took me a couple all-nighters to add all my extra additions but honestly thought it was a great house by the time i was done i was really proud yeah i mean i bet i mean thank you so much for your time today will and go gators go gators Hi, my name is Claire Collier. I am a senior this year at UF and I'm from South Florida and I'm studying wildlife ecology and conservation. And last fall, um, I had just transferred here and I took this class called Wildlife Behavior with Dr. Katie Sieving and it was so cool. Like every Thursday, we would go out in the field and like play bird calls and like listen how they would respond to be like protecting their territory or we we would play like squirrel calls or like hawk calls and like see how like the squirrels would like react to like hearing like predator like sounds and stuff it was it was super cool we would like go on hikes and she also taught a camping class over last spring break where we like banded birds and stuff like that for the whole week camping and it was so cool and I feel like everybody that was in the class like we all knew each other's names and we all got like close which was really cool especially like being a transfer student and not knowing anyone coming in as a junior it was nice to kind of have like such a welcoming cool like down-to-earth professor and then like all the kids being so cool too it was it was really great can you share with us your best interpretation of any of the bird calls you heard by any chance can you not give us one good one no 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 no, that's so bad. <laughs> okay. All right. Nothing like that. All right. Maybe next time then, Claire. Thank you so much for your time today and go Gators. <laughs> go Gators. There's less than 30 days until final exams. Good luck, Gators. I'm Kenna McGinnis. Thank you, Kenna. Let's move on to something completely different in the conversation that surrounds the Gators. How about ice hockey? 
That's right, ice hockey. Did you know there's a Gators ice hockey team? I did not. Perhaps you did. But there is one, and it doesn't quite fall underneath the NCAA or UAA umbrella. It's a club sport here at UF, and so therefore it flies a little bit underneath the radar. It's an interesting story on a lot of fronts. So a conversation here this week with Connor Nicholson, the captain of the UF Gators Club ice hockey team. Connor is a graduate student from here in the state of Florida. And I asked him to help me understand the difference between, say, football, men's basketball, other NCAA-sanctioned sports here at Florida, and what club sports mean, specifically ice hockey. Yeah, so it's a little bit different than most of the traditional sports like our football team here. Um, Rather than being associated with the NCAA, instead we're associated with another separate governing body. Ours is called the CHF, the Collegiate Hockey Federation. Um, And so because of that, we're subject to a lot of different rules as far as the university goes and also the governing body. And then in addition to that, we also just compete at a different different uh, type of atmosphere as well, rather than some of these more traditional sports like our football team. Connor, do you guys play by the NCAA hockey rules, even though you're a club team, or do you subscribe to NHL rules? What rules do you all play by? Our league has kind of taken a similar model as the NCAA rules, and so traditionally we'll follow, or typically we'll follow the NCAA rules for their hockey leagues that um, get transferred over to our league as well. So it's it's pretty similar to that. Give me an example of a unique rule for college hockey that I wouldn't see at the pro level. Um, something different as far as college hockey that you wouldn't see at like the pro level is, I guess one would be just an easy one, the equipment we have to wear rather than the pros being able to wear either in some situations, no cage at all. Um, in college hockey, you're actually required to wear a full face mask. So you'll see a lot of guys losing their teeth in the pros compared to college. It's a lot different. Moms and dads are very pleased about that. And I think it's good for your dental work future as well. Let's, let's start with the most obvious question that I'm sure everybody's saying, why isn't Sean asked yet? There's no ice in Gainesville. Where do the hockey Gators play their games? Yeah. So that's definitely been an obstacle that we've had to overcome. Fortunately. Um, there's a rink in Jacksonville, Community First Igloo, and it's owned by a semi-professional team out of Jacksonville, the Iceman. And so fortunately, they've taken over it in the past few years and have done some renovations to it to make it a pretty professional atmosphere there. And so over these past few years, we've been playing out of there and it's about an hour 15 from campus. And yeah, we've seemed to make it work. It's obviously not as ideal um, rather than having one in our backyard that we can go to, but Um, I think it speaks on the commitment of the guys on our team to really put all that effort into going all the way out there for that. And as far as all the fans and whatnot, that also will make that trip for us too. Connor, how many times do you all get to practice a day then? Yeah. Not a day, but a week, I guess. Right. Yeah. Because of the, uh, how far away it is and with everything going on as far as time commitments that involve school and whatnot, um, we're not on as, much as we'd like to and especially as much as some of the other teams that we play against but um our on ice practices we'll practice once a week and then in addition to that we'll try to run some whether it be workouts in in Gainesville and just trying to do whatever we can to really get the team together and 
be able to compete at a high level with some of these other teams that we're paired up with. What's the history here, Connor? Like when, when did the Florida Gators hockey club start? Has it been continuous since that date? Help me understand the the background here. Yeah. So we started out in the nineties. That's when the club was founded along with that's when club hockey really start to became, become a little more prominent in the Southeast. And so some of the other teams started forming or some other, some other schools started forming teams then. And then from there, it's um, really taken off. I'd say, especially in the last couple of years, um, there was a bit of a lull over COVID when our teams weren't allowed to compete. And so unfortunately that was a little bit of a setback for not only our team, but I'd say some other schools in the league as well, having that whole year without really anything going on. But after that, I think there's been an insane growth where a lot of guys um, have started coming to school and really excited to play hockey. And um, I think it really, in the end, from where it was before to where it's at now, it's at a completely different level now. And it's really cool to see the places it's at now and where it's, I think the direction is that it's going. How many guys on the team, Connor? So just a tradition, like a traditional team, our, our top team has about um, 20, 20 or so guys on it. Are there tryouts or open sign up? I mean, how does that work? Yeah. So at the beginning of the year, we'll have um, an evaluation where really anyone who's interested in coming out is welcome to come out and um, come out for the team. And then after that, we have multiple teams that they can make. So um, fortunately that the top teams been is some really high quality um, players were able to get there and it's been great. That's amazing. I mean, look, it's not like the NHL has never presence in the state of Florida. Florida used to be thought of as a non-traditional hockey state. I think though, that the lightning have changed that the teams in South Florida has helped to change that the Panthers. So I don't think it's like this hockey barren desert anymore, but at the same time, it's not like Florida has this reputation of being a hockey school. So I, I guess I'm, I'm a little surprised in a good way that, that you have as many that you do that are not only interested, but good enough to play hockey beyond the high school level. Yeah, definitely. And I think that a lot of that talent really coming in has started to shift a lot as far as with all these kids coming into UF from not only all across the country, but also internationally as well. Um, our team's made up from guys all over the place. And I think with having guys come in from all over the place, as well as with hockey growing so much in Florida, especially in the past few years with how well the lightning and Panthers have been doing. I think all this combined has really led there to be such an explosion of growth in the Southeast for some of these universities. Connor, when we set up this meeting, you, you told me you're a grad student. We covered that, that you're studying accounting. So good that you'll have all your teeth, as you mentioned, because uh, that'll be good for front facing accountants, I guess, but where's home and, and, and how did you find out about Florida Gators hockey? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm originally from St. Louis, and when I was eight years old, I moved down to Sarasota and then just grew up playing out of Sarasota, Florida all my life, and um, I got, I've always had the dream that I wanted to go to UF, just growing up around here, it, it was always a dream of mine to come here, and then um, I got acclimated to the UF hockey program through my older brother, actually, who is six years older than me, 
and he came to UF before me. And while he was here, he played on the UF hockey team for all five years of his time here. And so I'd always been growing up, going to games and seeing, seeing what it was like. And it really impressed me. Um, and so I wanted to be a part of that when I came here, got involved with it. And it's been, it's been awesome so far. Well, it's fantastic. So it's in your blood in a lot of ways. And you knew you were going to do this when you first got to Gainesville, right? Yeah, that was the plan. <laughs> How good is this team? You'll win a lot? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think we're a great team. Um, just like with any new team, it's a it's a new season and we're still getting familiar with each other. But I think down the line, I think we're going to be really successful this season. And I'm excited for all the things that this team has the potential to accomplish. I want to ask you about the schedule, the season, as you said. Mm -hmm. um, but I have a burning question. Who pays for all this? I mean, you're talking about ice time, the equipment, the commute back and forth. Who's who's footing the bill for Gators hockey? As far as the financials go, there's a couple different sources. Of course, unlike the traditional like NCAA team, like our football team and whatnot, we don't receive nearly as much funding as they would. And so unfortunately, a lot of that money does have to come from some of the efforts of the players. And so it it uh, a lot of the guys are really brought together through some of these different fundraising efforts, just really trying to do anything we can to raise money as far as it could be anything from doing jersey sales and merchandise sales as and uh, reaching out to alumni for donations. And then um, as well as having players pay for their own way as well for part of that. So the fundraising really does come from uh, many different sources and some of that being the person, the players that do play on the team. You mentioned jersey sales. I'm starting to see some Gators hockey jerseys around campus. That's what kind of piqued my interest. I'm like, okay, those are super cool. And that's when I said, wait a minute, we have a hockey team. And that's when I found out we had a club hockey team. So that led me to the interview. So Connor, if, if folks want to see what these jerseys look like or have their own, well, where do they get to look at them? How do they find out where the different kits are posted and perhaps they can help raise some funds by having one of their own. How do they do that? Of course. Yeah. The jerseys have been an awesome part of uh, our club. I believe that it's really gotten our club a lot of exposure to the school because of how one, how unique some of these Jersey designs are that we've been able to come up with and really all the people you see wearing them at football games, basketball games, and really anything Gator sports related has been awesome opportunity to showcase these. And so we, uh, of course, all the proceeds from this go towards the team. And with these jerseys, we we post them on our website and social medias for a couple weeks at a time. And then we'll just do a big sell sales on um, for these jerseys. But then once they're gone, they're, they're really gone. So we like to just do some different limited um, time jersey sales. And then after that, we'll just close the sales and start production for them. And then they're really... Um, not typically not available again. So it's a cool little like limited edition Jersey from each time we do it. Okay. You mentioned, so you find this on social media. Is there a, you know, a handle? What, 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 where would I find you all on Instagram or X or something along those lines? Yeah, we're available on Instagram, X, Facebook at a uh, UF hockey. And our website is also ufgatorshockey.com. So we'll, we always will post like a big um, outreach about this on all of our socials and, get all that word out there about it and all the links will be in our 
social media bios um, for people to access this easily. So we'll begin that out there as um, periodically throughout the year. Okay. I want to see you guys play Connor. So when, when are you in season? Yeah. So our season runs from September all the way through March. And fortunately we have before the semester wraps up, we actually have our last home game of the semester this Saturday at 9 PM against the university of Tampa. And this event's a big one because it's the pink, the rink hockey fights, cancer event. And so there's a lot that's going into this event where we've got some special edition jerseys and some of the guys in our team, Quinn and Noah, they've uh, done a big, big outreach efforts to get us partnered up with the UF Health Cancer Center. And in addition to that, we have a lot of uh, different people coming out to the game to support that cause where we'll be selling off some different merchandise and auctioning off some of these jerseys that all proceeds will be going 100% towards cancer research. So it's a really great cause that this game is going to be working towards and any any money that we can raise 100% is going towards that research. So I think it's a great, uh, great cause and a great rivalry game against University of Tampa. I think that's fantastic. And this podcast is presented by UF Health. So this is a perfect fit. I didn't even know that was coming our way. Okay, so you said there's going to be a little semester break in the season. You'll end here this Saturday, I guess, with Pink the Rank. You'll resume your schedule when? So after this, uh, after the games this weekend, we'll go on break until about January. All the guys will typically, when whenever they go home for Christmas break and whatnot, they'll typically just train on their own or whatnot, and then we'll resume back in early January and. We actually open up with the, one of our biggest tournaments of the year called the Savannah Classic, and that's a uh, tournament out of Savannah, Georgia, where uh, our school, University of Georgia, University of Tennessee, and Georgia Tech will all face off at their semi-pro arena in Savannah, Georgia. And one of, of course, one, there's that major rivalry between those schools. But then two, the city really, being that hockey's not, the biggest attraction in Savannah. Um, fortunately, our universities are able to bring out people from not just Savannah, but all over Georgia, really, to drive in for that. And um, I know last year there was about 6,000 tickets total sold throughout the weekend over those over the course of that tournament. So we're really excited for that. It's a really professional event and excited to get back there for that. Outstanding. I can't wait to see you on the ice. And, Connor, I can't thank you enough for – sharing your story with us and promoting UF Gators hockey club hockey. Um, and I think I'm learning more and more that there are other club sports out there too. I think maybe that you've opened the door perhaps for some coverage and attention to those other club sports as well. So I think they'll appreciate you guys carrying that, that club sport banner for us here at the university. Wish you the best. Um, again, that's pink the rink this weekend. The information can be found right on social media and game yeah. time. You said it was 9 p.m. Yes, 9 p.m. on Saturday at Community First Igloo in Jacksonville. Have a great finish to the semester, Connor, and go Gators. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Sean. I really appreciate it. And so that'll do it for us. Episode number 12 of Gator Tales 
with Sean Kelly. Pretty cool stuff, huh? Thanks, Connor Nicholson, for getting us up to speed on Gators hockey. And Tyree Samuel, our featured guest from the UF men's basketball team. Want to wish all the best to the women's cross-country team and Parker Valby, a former guest on this podcast. The Gators will be competing in the national championship up at Virginia here very soon. And, of course, all the best to the fall sports concluding their seasons here in the coming weeks. Thank you so much to our sponsors as well, UF Health and Pet Paradise. If you don't mind, please leave a review. You can also comment, offer feedback, compliments always welcome too. You can get me on my email at seank at gators.ufl.edu or, of course, on social media. X handle is at Sean Kelly Live. Same goes for Instagram. Love to get your ideas about upcoming guests or events around the UF community here as we head for the holiday season. Oh, one more thing. John in St. Louis, thanks for listening. I'm Sean Kelly. Until next time here on Gator Tales, so long for just a while, and go Gators.